Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection on March 8th, 2023. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Father, teach us to live good lives. Encourage us with your support and bring us to eternal life. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. So today we're going to talk a little bit about legacy. And yeah, I've talked about legacy before, and the, and the person I've talked about is the one I'm going to talk about again today, was my dad's mom that we affectionately call Gamma. <clears throat> One dictionary definition of legacy is the long-lasting impact of particular events, actions, etc. that took place in the past in a person's life. And a quote from Billy Graham, the greatest legacy one can pass on to one's children and grandchildren is a legacy of character and faith. Amen to that, Billy Graham. Legacy focuses on what will endure. It's about passing on things of lasting value to those who will live on after us. Legacy involves living intentionally and aiming to build into next generations for their success. As Christians, we need to think and act in a, in a distinctly Christian manner. I'm going to start by reading from Psalm 145, verses 3 through 6. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. The next reading comes from Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22. A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. And next, Psalm 127, verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. You know, a good builder knows that it takes time to build a house that will last for decades. He begins by laying a solid foundation and refuses to, to cut corners as he pieces together a solid frame. But in the same way, we need to build a spiritual foundation for future generations. Psalm 127 points to the fact that we are to be workers watchers, and warriors. The goal of all three of these roles will be hopefully leave a legacy of godliness to our children, our grandchildren, and generations to come. The purpose of God for our families, homes, and relationship is that through our little part of building, we are contributing to a much larger building. You might ask what that building is. It is none other than the kingdom of God. It's through this means that we have a legacy of godliness for the next generation. 
God is building his kingdom, and we are his workmen with him. We are his watchmen with him, and we are his warriors with him. Our children and grandchildren are sacred gifts from the Lord. One day we will give account to God, and he will judge whether we were good stewards of those gifts. We have the awesome task of helping build their faith, watching over them, and fighting battles on their behalf. The next reading comes from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And now we're reading from John chapter 15, verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. You know, Jesus spoke a lot about the fruit of our labors, or the fruits of our labor, if you will. Not only did they say, did he say, go and bear fruit, but their fruit, bear fruit that will last. That is a legacy component. In the next verse, he tells us to love one another. And that, in a nutshell, is what it means to be distinctively Christian. There's a financial term that you're probably familiar with. It's called assets under management. Well, our children, grandchildren, and our friends, and associates as well, are also assets under our management. Our management style will define how we build their faith, watch over them, and fight battles on their behalf. Time has a way of revealing things about people that you have never realized. Over time, I have come to realize what a wonderful steward my grandmother, or Gamma, was. I have introduced her to you many times in my Bible study and reflections. It's not so much that I'm obsessed with her and who she was, as much as I am impressed by and grateful for her attributes and how she introduced me to Jesus in and through her distinctively Christian thoughts, words, and deeds. Years ago, I made a list of memories of who Gamma was, and I want to share those with you, and also why she had such a major influence on my faith journey. And these are kind of bullet points. She was up cooking breakfast before we went hunting. I used to go hunting with my dad and my brothers quite often, and my grandmother was up an hour ahead of time looking after us and loving on us by feeding us. When we would go duck hunting, we would bring ducks home. She would make down pillows out of the ducks that we brought back from our hunting trips for us to lay our heads on at night. She also cleaned all of the game we ever brought home, and I'm not kidding, she cleaned everything. She read the Bible every day, but she never made a big deal out of it. Anytime Billy Graham came on TV, she watched him. She was silently witnessing to us through those acts. She told us if we did something wrong and did not tell the truth, it would hurt us inside. She also said it would hurt us to our heart. Well, I told her I didn't believe her, and then the next time I did something wrong, and she asked me about it, and I lied, and then moments later, I started crying, and she said, it hurt you to your heart, didn't it? I said, yes, ma'am, it did. 
I don't ever remember her raising her voice. She was a steady influence. She didn't use a clothes dryer because she preferred hanging her clothes on a clothesline to freshen them up and dry them. She was one of the toughest women I ever knew, and one of the reasons I say that is because she could put her hands in scalding hot water and never miss a beat. She taught me to appreciate the beauty and fragrance of a flower blossom. I remember my mom had a bowl, a very shallow bowl, uh, that looked like a swan. And my grandmother would cut gardenia blossoms and float those in there. She taught me how to do things for people you love and never complain. She taught me to respect others through her actions. She taught me how to wash dishes, and that might sound corny, but to this day, whenever I wash dishes, I thank her and enjoy cleaning up. She cooked things for her family that they enjoyed, but she could not eat because she was diabetic. She commanded respect. She taught me to enjoy family reunions. She wasted nothing and always had a ball of mismatched colored string in her closet that grew over time. She would also scrape the butter off the paper wrapper until there was not a trace left. And of course, she had a huge collection of buttons. She taught all of us boys that it was dangerous to be in a draft during a lightning storm. I still think about that during every storm to this day. She used to use a broom to, quote, rake the front yard. I think it was a throwback to her days of growing up when they had no grass and really did just sweep the dirt in the yard to clean it up. Gamma truly, truly brought healing and strength to others through the witness of her faith and her love for others in and through her Savior, Jesus Christ. It's long-lasting influence she had on me and many others doesn't come naturally or easily. We were reminded by the author of the letter to the Philippians, the peace of God will be with us. And that will make it easier. This reading comes from Philippians verse 4, excuse me, chapter 4, verse 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And now listen to the comforting words from Jesus himself as he speaks to his disciples. And he certainly speaks these words to us as well. This reading is found in the book of John, chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives you. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You know, Jesus not only gives us peace and strength, but he also equips us, prepares us, and renews us in order that we may serve him through serving others. Let us pray. Most merciful and loving God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. But in and through your Son, Jesus Christ, you have forgiven our sins. Grant us the peace, dear Lord, to live our lives in a distinctively Christian manner so that we may bear your image in and through the love of your Son, Jesus Christ. 
In his name we pray. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.